Mage Talk is brought to you by Mojo Stratus. Stratus is true cloud auto scaling technology for Magento. Built by industry leaders and cloud architects, Stratus is a revolution in cloud hosting. Magento 2, no problem. Holidays, flash sales, no problem. 100% uptime or your money back. Give Stratus a try today, risk free, and tell them Mage Talk sent you. Check them out today at magemojo.com. That's M A G E M O J O.com. Mage Talk is brought to you by Vertex, the leader of tax technology solutions and services for corporations worldwide. They're a Magento premier partner trusted by over half of the Fortune 500. Vertex Cloud meets the sales and use tax needs for businesses of all sizes. Visit them online today at vertexsmb.com. This podcast is brought to you by Commerce Hero. Better way to find a Magento developer for your next project or full-time hire. I pushed the button, Kaylin, right as... <laughs> push the button on me. I pushed the button on you. That was unbelievable. Well, welcome to Mage Talk, the Magento Community Podcast. And uh, I'm Kaylin. <laughs> I'm Philip. Uh, Kaylin had the best... How's this? The best... Kaylin has we have the best. best. We have all of the best <laughs> words. We do all of the best. We do all of the best titles. Only the best. We have the best titles of all the podcasts. <laughs> what is the future of Adobe open source? The best. Question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. Did you include question all mark, the question mark? Uh, oh, wait. Question mark. Question mark. <laughs> Four question marks. Yeah. Not three. Hello. Not three. It's not the kind of show that this yeah. is. No, this is not a three question mark show. This is not a three. This is way, a four question mark show. Is my Nike sign showing there? Because I want to make sure that. Yeah, look at that. Mm, they, you got to get that little Nike logo. Here's an interesting nice, tidbit. Yeah. No, with the Nike. Uh, I found this really interesting. And it's something that we just were too busy uh, to talk about on any other show that I do. Um, but Nike just acquired, um, because, you know, all these um, technology companies are being acquired strangely by consumer brands. Um, so dynamic yield, which is like a personalization platform was just acquired a few months ago by McDonald's of all companies. Um, and Nike just acquired a company called select, which a bunch of e-commerce, uh, merchants that we work with, uh, at something digital, uh, use for predictive analytics and for like inventory for forecasting and, and that mm -hmm. sort of thing. Right. Uh, Nike just acquired it all of their, a good portion of their competition, including like Puma and Aldo, um, and some of their retail partners like Nordstrom or Neiman Marcus or uh, I don't know, some other some other companies, they they use select. So it's like, oh, does anyone is anyone except for me concerned about you know Nike just going and buying a technology partner that has competitive information? Like who owns that information now? That's scary, I think. Nike owns that information. Nike owns that information. Yeah. So, you know, a company like Puma is probably like. What are, like? I guess we're looking for a new in, information, you know, BI uh, yeah. predictive analytics platform now. So, yeah, I mean that. Yeah, that's. I mean, all these companies are getting acquired. I mean, everything is. That's a that's a that's a fundamental side effect of consolidation, just in general, right? Oh, like, yeah. It's all, I think that's always a problem. You end um, up doing business with your competitors indirectly, or or directly. Or directly. Or, or totally direct. directly. Well, it's still indirect. I mean, it's indirectly direct. Wait, no, no, no. This is the way you do it. <laughs> it. Is it direct? Question mark, question mark, question mark. <laughs> that's, that's, that's question mark. Question mark. Yeah. Four question marks. No, people. but it's indirect. It's indirect because, you know, uh, I mean, how is, well, I mean, because if you're a Puma, uh, you know, you're doing business with Select, which, by the way, is a very, very generic name. <laughs> it's with a C, Kalen. If I told you that it starts with a C, oh, that explains it. That explains. Does that does that change your mind? I was like, see, I'm sh I'm sharp. Not much gets past me. <laughs> I was pretty sure that just the word Select, yeah, couldn't be. How are you at spelling bees? <laughs> That's <laughs> like you can't trademark that word. You, you know. Can't. You can't. Yeah, the word select. 
Um, it, little known fact, my best friend growing up in third grade was excellent at spelling bees. Yeah. Was his name select? No, no, his name was not select because nobody would name <laughs> with a C. It's select with a C. Huh? No. <laughs> I bet your name select. What? No, with a C. With select. a C. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I oh, thought okay. select was a girl's name. <laughs> um, no, his name's Eddie. <laughs> and uh, he was really good. I was okay. I was like a B plus spelling bees. Yeah. He was, he was amazing. That's fantastic. This is great content. We've now reached the pre-banter phase. We've completed the pre-banter phase. Yeah, pre-banter is finished. Um, So anyway, I think a lot of companies are going to be abandoning uh, Select. But as many as are abandoning Adobe Open Source, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. Okay, so... Today's topic is that uh, we we saw we saw some news this week that a couple of a uh, couple of uh, high profile individuals, uh, David Manners is one or two, yep, uh, Magento uh, to actually to work for a bid expert in uh, over in uh, Germany. Um, have you ever met Stefan from Bid Expert? Really nice guy. I met him in New York. Hmm. Uh, Really, really good dude. And so, and then Matt AC, uh, the uh, open source evangelist technology. Yeah. Evangelist. <laughs> the open source evangelist, four question marks, um, is leaving to, has left to AWS Cloud, right? Is he doing? Yeah, he's at AWS now. DevRel over there or something like that? DevRel, um, developer. Developer relations and relations <laughs> somewhere that starts with an REL. I'm trying to use, I'm trying to step up my buzzword game to match yours because you're over here talking about net new e commerce and, and all sorts. <laughs> all sorts. <laughs> what, uh, what is net new e commerce? Does that just mean a new? Is, are we already at yes, yes, no? It's going to be a short episode. This is going to be short. We're blazing through. Yeah. We're blazing let's, through. Let's, Let's talk about net new jobs because both David Manners and <laughs> no, uh, David Manners, who has been on the show many times, um, who was in my mind, always, uh, I will always remember David as the proprietor, the founder, uh, and host of the Mahe and Gahe podcast, uh, Mage Engage. And I believe that I have the ability, a lot of people have s- People have superpowers, Kalen. By the way, by the way, if you if, Commerce Party is is there back off, on. They're off to the races. Yeah. Your superpower is so strong that um anyway, I'm not going to get into some of the specifics. Yeah, no, my my I, I some people their superpower is I don't know. Uh, uh bending things with their mind. <laughs> Some some superpowers are I have uh, magnetic abilities, or I can shoot lasers from my eyes. I have the unique gift of being able to resurrect dead podcasts with my words, Kalen. Yeah. yeah, with my That's words, passive aggressively. I can speak them back into existence. You know, there is one website which allows you to prominently display a superpower on your public profile. Wow. Commerce. K- K- Kalen's superpower is segueing into his own company's uh, ad spot. <laughs> segueing. Okay. So um, anyway, so we're talking about these couple of departures. And uh, yeah. Birdie told me about somebody else that's leaving too. I mean, you're not allowed to talk about the Birdie unless you can name either... What kind of role is it? I just talked to him. <laughs> I can already see you. What role is it? Is it, is it someone? Like the funniest thing about this is you're asking me the question and you know I'm not going to answer, but yeah. you're like reading my face. You're like, what role is it? And you're like, biz dev? No, 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 uh, no. Technical architect? Someone else is. So you're telling me someone else is leaving Adobe and you already know who it is. Um, I got an inside <clears throat> track on that. You got the inside track. But. What the point is, <laughs> focus. I can't focus. I, 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 I now need to know who else is leaving before we talk about the why they're leaving. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, have they been on the show before? <laughs> That's a face right there. That's the face. <laughs> this person has definitely been on the show before. All right. Nope. Nope. They haven't. Um, All right. You heard it here first, everybody. So, so anyway, uh, what we want. Okay. So Jason Woosley is going to go work for bit expert. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. I'm not, just, don't, don't tweet that. <laughs> Joseph Leedy's in the chat. What's up, Joseph? Hey, what's up, Joseph? And Richard Bayek. Yeah. Oh, what up? Shout out. Shout um, out. I'm learning how to be a live streamer from you. I've, yeah. I'm, I'm, I've learned all of my YouTuber skills from you. Well, that's good. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm very happy about that. All right. So here's the deal. We are tracking a dramatic uptick in people leaving Magento. <clears throat> um, <laughs> that's two people so far that we know of. <laughs> you know, um, seriously though, I mean, I mean, Matt AC is a, is a, you know, is a notable figure. Yeah. It's a, not- it's a notable departure. I think David Manners is a notable departure because yeah. he was a very public facing person in the world of, Magento community engineering. Yeah, absolutely. So and you have someone that's very prominent in community engineering, which is Magento's entire open source, you know, public facing open Magento. source play. I mean, that it community engineering is Magento open source. Yes. For all intents and purposes. Well, you could probably say that Magento Association is Magento open source too. But community engineering wouldn't exist without open source. Like it does open source app. I was trying to dramatize the content of the episode. Sorry, 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 sorry. Do that again and we'll cut that whole part out. (laughs) Community engineering is Magento open source. Um, One more time, but without laughing. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. Um, And then you have somebody who is very prominent in Magento's. Wait a second. Wait a second. I got to back you up there, sir. Uh, the, the association really is about the events. Come on. Let's that's see. not true. No, that's, that's Come what, on. that's what the Magento association was about. The Come meet, on. the meet Magento association was about events. The Magento association is to steward and, and to basically be a, yeah, to be a steward of tell all me, things. Tell me one specific thing that the Magento association has does that, that at all impacts Open source, the product, code, standards, anything at all. Nothing. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's go read what the Magento Association says on their website, okay? Um, basically, I'm kind of just messing around. I mean, I, I understand yeah. that there's a component of that. But, <clears throat> yeah. So, um, so the idea is. Let's read it. It's not about, so it basically says it's dedicated to fostering and supporting technology projects, community events, training and education and online collaboration. So events is part of it, but it's not the only part of it. Technology projects is the first thing listed. So, um, you know, in an ingredient list, that seems to be an important part of it. I can see a future and I don't know anything about anything, but I'm just you know, I'm, I'm divining what the future might look like. The future might be that open source and community engineering are core to are core to the association's efforts, assuming the association is wildly successful in their mission. And it looks a lot more like WordPress where the WordPress foundation has control over a stable core and the large scale Commercial efforts are done by Automatic, um, which just acquired Tumblr, by the way, which is super interesting. Um, but and that is the commercial product, about that. Mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So the commercial product itself is something that's you know done by a for-profit company, but the foundation exists to do other stuff. Um, and uh, Eric Heilman's giving a lot of uh, really good. Uh, Magento, he's so Eric, by the way, shout out to Mage Mojo. If you need hosting, go to, uh, go to magemojo.com and I think slash mage talk still exists and, uh, sign up for Mojo Stratus. 
By the way, we talk about all our sauce mojo so much that people I'm meeting are like, Hey, I love the podcast. How's your work on Stratus going? <laughs> I was like, Oh no, I, I, I actually, I don't actually work there. I have this. Yeah. Same. Sorry. Oh yeah. No, we, they don't, we don't work there, but they do pay us. Um, Magento Associates, sorry, they pay me because Kaylin's apparently salty about something publicly, but we're not allowed to talk about I, all, it. All I, <laughs> that's all a whole I other thing. My, all I want is my back, sh- back share. Your like, back shave. You're back, back shaved. <laughs> Kaylin needs his back shaved. All I want is is my back pay for got our, our, the... Uh, got it, got it. So Eric that. says, the Magento Association is trying to do more. They have no funding from Adobe other than Magento Adobe paying for Smith Buckland, which is the, uh, the company that's helping, you know, that has a seat, well, seat on the board. Association creating association. <laughs> yeah, it's associations creating associations, like turtles all the way down. Um, uh, but they are, they are very adept at creating foundations and associations that are trade associations. Um, and they need to make money, and that will probably be through Meet Magento events. Um, uh, but, um, so Eric is saying what happened with open source office and Magento, uh, community engineering where they combined and, you know, there's a little bit of conjecture here because no, I don't think anyone really knows. There was no public announcement, unlike the Philly office closing and the Kiev office closing, there's Mm -hmm. been no public announcement. Just Matt AC one day came up and you know turned up and said, "It's my day one at AWS," which I think Just was really surprising out. to everybody. Um, yeah. You know, David Manners came and on By and the said, way, I've, "When you're in DevRel, you need to, you need to rel your devs a little bit stronger than that." You know what I'm saying? <laughs> When dev rel is what you do, we expect a little more rel. Us devs expect a bit more rel. <laughs> gotcha. Keep it on the dev rel. Yeah. Okay. Um, I yeah the, the relations yeah. part of it, I think, is the important thing, which is um, everybody is, oh, David's on. David Manners, everybody. Holy cow. Late at night over there. Um, and uh, these jerk off saying about me. Yeah, he's probably like, why is everyone talking about me? Why am I getting added? Who's adding me? They slid into my DMs. Why is everybody uh, sliding into my mentions? I really, I really would like to think out loud for a second about what this means. But honestly, it probably doesn't mean very much. Um, because I, some, I had said this in a big Twitter thread. Uh, but basically, you know, if one or two people leaving... Magento as a company or Adobe as a company has a material impact on the future of Magento and open source, then we were probably doomed from the start because I would hope that one or two people don't have direct and total control of the open source vision at Adobe. Um, And uh, yeah, my sense is that that wouldn't be the case. Uh, In fact, you know, Matt AC had repped a couple places online that showed that Adobe is actively and furiously committing to open source. 300 of 330 projects on GitHub are public and, and open and have been, and many of them, dozens of them have been contributed to in the last 24 hours by internals teams at Adobe. So the story of Adobe's open source commitment is much bigger than Magento. Um, and a few people leaving uh, out of Salt Lake City will not have a material impact. Why do you mention Salt Lake City? Like, like... well, Salt Lake City was where uh, Matt AC was. No, I know, but you mentioned like, well, people leaving out of Salt Lake City. Like, who cares about Salt Lake City? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, friggin' Salt Lake City, man. um no but i i uh, that yeah no that's a that's a that's a fair point their commitment open source is obviously much larger than than any individual or a couple of individuals and was a strategic part of a you know massive uh acquisition billion dollar plus acquisition yep what was the acquisition every once in a while 1.68 billion okay cool every once in a while i'm like am i totally so that's definitely true. At the same time, by the way, how long is he, was he at Adobe? I want to look that up now. Matt? Yeah. Number of years. 
Um, Eric Heilman says, I agree. One or two people don't make or break open source, but is it a sign of a larger shift? And I think that's the the question I was going to ask aloud as well. Um, the larger shift is the, is the question. Um, what, <laughs> I, I mean, it's, we can really only speculate, um, you know, David leaving people, people, let's talk for a second about when people leave companies. I think Kaylin, you have some insight into this, like on the commerce hero side, what's the median, you know, employment term for a developer role? or a DevRel role. Um, you know, I, I, I assume in tech, you, you, you have a two and a half to three year window before you're moving on to another opportunity anyway. So maybe the time is just up for these people. Totally. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's very common is that, um, you know, a few years is a long time in a, in a, in a tech role. Um, so, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's just as simple as that. I mean, I'm pulling up Matt, he was at Adobe four years and nine months. He was, Initially, VP of Mobile, he was head of developer ecosystem for two years. So there's that there's that magic number is two years. Yeah, uh, generally uh, for developers, technical architects, for somebody that's much more um, public facing, like like you know, like Matt, you might expect um, you know something longer than than two years. But again, he was at Adobe in total for almost five years. David actually looks like it was one year, eleven months, just under that two year mark. Couldn't stick it. Couldn't stick in. Maybe you will. Come on, David. Come on, man. Where's your manners? Yeah. Get it? (laughs) Um, That's his last name. Yeah. No, I got that. I got that. That was David Manners. That's that's his name. I will say, and by the way, Matt tweeted us back about possibly participating. We weren't able to uh, schedule it for today, but we we may get that in soon, hopefully. Yeah. Um, And it was cool that he wanted to, and what he said in the tweet, you know, was that he wanted to, you know, disabuse people of the notion that, you know, him leaving any sort of negative connotation on open source more broadly. Um, But like, I don't know, I think back to when the acquisition was happening and, you know, Matt was talking so much about how excited he was about, um, you know, you know, the the communities merging and and getting involved with Magento and how excited he was. It's like, I'm so excited that I'm going to leave after a few months. (laughs) And so that just feel that it just, um, and you know, you do see people, you do see people leaving, but um, at the same time, people leave companies. I mean, it happens. Um, It's the only way that I make any money whatsoever. So I shouldn't be complaining about it. (laughs) Yeah. Kaylin, Kaylin's like, I kind of need people to leave their jobs all the time. But I also, but I, I have two, I have two things going. I have the podcast where we complain about anything that seems controversial and have the other business. Yeah. So, you know, for the podcast purposes, we like to complain about people leaving. Yeah. No, I, I don't think that, I, I think it would be weird if we didn't talk about it. I don't know how much more there is to talk about. Um, I, I, Matt and David aren't the only ones. So the Adobe open source office, it sounded like there was some relocation effort. Um, and that's why it sounds like they're, it's just further, you know, concentrating or consolidating people into geolocations, right? So Magento being in Austin is a differentiator and they want all of engineering or tech support in Austin. And that makes a lot of sense. And um, it sounded like moving to San Jose was an option for some of these people. And Matt, told me, um, I, I don't know if it was on the record, sorry, Matt. Um, but Matt told me it was like, you know, moving to San Jose was probably a, a possibility, but, um, you know, you have a great opportunity sitting in front of you. It's really hard to weigh up which opportunity to take. And wait, so you're saying that he left because they were going to ha- force him to move to San Jose. I'm not saying that he said that I'm saying it sounds like the whole team had an opportunity as an open source office to relocate to San Jose. Um, That's interesting. And, and maybe, maybe it makes more sense. Okay. According to, um, according to Eric, it sounds like uh, there's some sort of a, maybe there's a reorganization that uh, the open source office is going to keep working, but it's part of Magento's community engineering. Maybe, it was being reorganized that people like Matt AC were being put 
under the leadership of Magento because Magento does a better job at managing and quantifying and rewarding open source uh, uh, efforts or trumpeting their open source efforts. And maybe Magento has the lead there. So maybe it makes more sense to put Magento in community engineering as the lead of the open source efforts at Adobe, in which case that is in San Jose. Um, that would yeah. actually signal to me growth and improvement and not, not you know, disenfranchisement or, or, or uh, dilution. Hmm. Okay. The thing is, though, is that Matt was working remotely for Adobe before the whole Magento thing happened. So I can... Well, not remote, not necessarily remotely. Um, Salt Lake City is, uh, there's a, um, there's a Salt Lake City uh, Adobe office. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Didn't realize that. Yeah. I just automatically assume that anybody in Salt Lake is... Not just kidding. Um, I want to make it out to Salt Lake, actually. It's a really nice place. You should go. Uh, we went, we took a ski vacation out to uh, Deer Valley in, um, uh, back in March or April, somewhere around that time frame. went into Salt Lake city, spent a day there. It was beautiful. Um, nice. and then, uh, made our way out to, uh, uh, to the slopes. It was great. Nice. Um, yeah. So, I mean, maybe that's what it is. Adobe open source is, uh, being reorged underneath Magento. That doesn't sound like a salacious, like the headline is salacious. The future of Adobe open source is Magento. That sounds like pretty baller sauce as far as I'm concerned from a Magento perspective. Mm. It means that like Magento's acquisition, the acquisition of Magento strengthens Adobe's stance on open source and they're doing it so well that they're giving them more territory in the organization to champion those efforts. That's awesome. Fair. Yeah. 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 No, that's Tony Trelli says, uh, check out Sundance. Shout out, Tony. Um, I haven't been out to Sundance. Uh, I should go out to Sundance sometime. They say that like it ruins the, the city is like overrun. Um, I could imagine. Yeah. 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 I mean, um, last thing I'll say here as I'm, as I'm crawling up park city though, a little bit is that, you know, Dave, let's not forget that David is in, well, he's not German. He's, he's, uh, he's British, Irish, turned British, German, Irish. Yes. Turned, turned German. And no, not Irish. He's British. He's, he's British, but he used to live. He's a confused. He's, he used to live. David, you say, are genuinely confusing in Ireland, but he, so his last, anyway, point is his last gig with, with sight words was six years. He was there for six years, which is a very yeah. Thing to do, right? You stick around with your company for six years. How long is too long to stay at a company? Let's ask that question. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Let me go see how long you've been at something digital. <laughs> Seven years and six months, nine months. That's David's true. never lived in Ireland. <laughs> uh, where did I get that from, David? David, Dang I knew it. David wasn't from Ireland. What the heck is wrong with you, Kalen? Are we going to pull him onto this episode on the fly so he can correct the record? I don't know. David is probably under All some right. sort of PR clearance rule still until That's he's actually true. gone. That's true. Anyways, so from six years down to a year and 11 months is a bit of a drop, I will say. And, um, you know, I mean, there was a lot of like, like David had always been about building community. And then moving to the Magento side, he was able to get more directly involved with a lot of that stuff. So, But a year uh, and 11 months ago, Magento was a much smaller company on its own as a startup operating under private equity. See, right? this is the point, though. This is the point. Is that what you He didn't start that job thinking he was going to work for a multinational you know, software giant who has an enterprise software division they're trying to build, you know, Exactly. Right. And, but the point is, uh, so what you're saying, like the, like another way of saying that is that Magento is no longer, you know, Magento has been absorbed into this bigger company and people who previously, like when I saw him go to Magento, to me, that was like, wow, they really get who the people are in this community that care about it. 
And they're not just giving them shout outs in GitHub, men, you know, mentions. They're giving them jobs and they're giving them right. leadership. And it's and real GitHub in. stars and not paid for GitHub stars like some people in open source who <laughs> shall be na- unnamed. <laughs> I so, said good day, sir. <laughs> so people like him, uh, people like, you know, obviously Sherry, Ben. Um, and, uh, others that are slipping my mind, I was like, wow, like they really know, like they really are getting the community. And then now I'm seeing those same people are like leaving and may, and we don't know the reasons why we're, we're, we're just making stuff up for entertainment purposes. Right. Like, I mean, that's, that's literally what we do. Like that is literally our only job. Our mission statement at Mage Talk is. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we are dedicated to the pursuit of making things up for entertainment purposes. <laughs> but I would assume that that's got to be part of it. It's like, well, the company's different. Also, they, they've been, like you said, they've been consolidating a lot of offices. So that's another thing I thought was really smart about when they hired David. That was a remote hire. There were lots and lots of these remote hires that I was seeing. Yeah happening from the community, from these real veterans that really knew and loved Magento community. And, and they were hiring remote. And I was like, wow, this is really smart. And, and maybe the uh, office consolidation is part of what's happening here as well. They might've said, Hey, you got to move to uh, Barcelona or one, one of the, one of these hubs. Um, and so, you know, people that it made sense for a uh, couple, you know, a year and 11 months back, all of a sudden, hey, this is, company isn't very, it, this role doesn't make sense anymore. So, I mean, I think that's not a good thing overall. And, you know, maybe a lot, maybe this is really all about office consolidation. I mean, maybe it's, maybe it's as simple as that. Maybe it doesn't have to do with the company culture changing. There's a lot of, th- uh, there's a lot of change that's taken place due just purely to consolidation of locations. Yeah, I I agree with that. I agree with that. I I'm going to I will double down. I would put my money on the fact that Magento gives Adobe a competitive advantage in open source with quantifiable code contributions that build you know that build community and discrete number of people that are contributing and activating more and more people every month. And rewarding that activity and scoring that activity and trying to grow that by doing things like hackathons and meetups and, you know, doing the things that they do and they do it very well. So that, and I've heard rumblings in the past that Magento Masters needs to be quantified the same way. That if you, if you're going to quantify, if you're going to have multiple programs that reward people for what, what is considered like positive community contribution masters is and, and uh, community engineering are scored differently and they're kind of run differently. And one person might make the argument that having spotlight programs that, you know, maybe you should have a singular spotlight program that encompasses, you know, both and is quantified similarly. Um, so, I, you know, I've heard all of that kind of, con- I've heard that commentary for many years now. You can see these, you know, master's awards behind me. I've I've heard the public and the private side of it. My my sense is that Adobe probably recognized that there's a tremendous amount of value to be way, had in applying slick. that. I huh? have those masters. That's pretty slick. I have those masters. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, you just pulled that out. That was nice. Yeah, yeah right. thanks. You can see my master's awards behind me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you see this coffee cup? I got the no master master's award. Um, oh, yeah. Let's face it, Magento can be a beast to run in the cloud. And that's why Stratus by MageMojo is hosting Evolved. Say goodbye to dedicated DevOps teams and complex cloud architecture. With Stratus, you get a rock-solid architecture that's built on Amazon AWS and true cloud auto-scale. 
Never worry about capacity planning ever again with the full power of AWS that's behind your site. Backed by Magento Cloud Architecture Geniuses at MageMojo on technologies like ECS, Kubernetes, Aurora, and also a 15-minute SLA that's the fastest in the entire industry, you can be sure that your site is in good hands with Stratus. Give it a try today, and we know you won't be disappointed. Head over to magemojo.com slash magetalk and get started. That's M-A-G-E-M-O-J-O dot com slash magetalk. Thanks again to MageMojo for the continued support of MageTalk. MageTalk is brought to you by Vertex. Vertex is a Magento premier partner, providing cloud and on-premise solutions that can be tailored to specific industries for every major line of tax, including sales and use, income, value added, and payroll. Vertex Cloud is the SaaS solution that automates sales and use tax, including calculation and returns. With multiple service levels and flexible pricing models, Vertex Cloud meets the sales and use tax needs for businesses of all sizes, from recognizable brands like Honda, Pepsi, and Verizon to small businesses the world over. Find out more today at vertexsmb.com and be sure to mention Mage Talk to get 15 months for the price of 12. Once again, that's vertexsmb.com. I would put money on the fact that this is a boon for Adobe or a boon for Magento to exercise its muscle to say, we're doing it better than any other org in Adobe. It's the reason you acquired us. Let us do what we do for other parts of the organization. And they're giving, they're shifting and giving control to Magento across other projects. I, I'm hoping that's where this goes. That's, that's I mean, what I would hope. That's, I mean, that's a great take on it. I think that, um, the one thing, though, that they're not allowing Magento to do that they definitely were doing are, is these remote hires um, because they really, I mean, um, they really started to make several remote hires. There's also um, thinking of um, dude in the Netherlands, Ray, that became a solutions architect. Um, there's several, I, I want to say five or six or seven hires that I remember seeing that were remote. And I remember thinking that there was a, that was a strategic decision that was being made, and that's definitely being that seems to be being reversed. That hey, listen, maybe you're right. Maybe it's hey, you guys are doing a great job. One rule: you got to be within these specific offices, right? Like whatever you want to do, go for it, but you got to be within these offices. Period. End of story. It seems to me that that's kind of the kind of the vibe. And I don't know, man. I mean, I think re hiring remote is a huge competitive advantage. I mean, you talk about automatic, that's a distributed company. You talk about yep. um, yeah. you guys hire remotely. We've talked about that. Imagine if you guys didn't have Brian Lang out on the West Coast or yourself out in Florida, right? That would be a huge issue. So I don't know. I like I'm a bit I, I always think a lot about remote hiring and stuff like that. And I think it's yeah, the reversals of that, right? Like Yahoo, was it Yahoo that reversed that um, recently? And you know, Adobe has a way that they do things. Obviously, works very well for them. Yahoo. You know that thriving digital content brand that everybody knows and loves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that forward-thinking um, company that lost you know hundreds of millions of account access in one of the biggest hacks in history. That company is that the one you're talking about? Well, I'm saying they reversed their policy on remote hiring. It, right, uh, right, 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 right. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they're going backwards. Yeah, they're going saying. backwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. The other thing that I'm curious about, now that I'm thinking about it, is that because Adobe Creative and Adobe Marketing are sort of two different companies, fair to say, two very different uh, uh, business units within the company, um, I wonder if Creative does, does remote hires. Or if Adobe Creative does, I'm just wondering. Yeah, I I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, I could not possibly see how one part of the organ like that sounds like it's ripe for creating frustration across business teams and business units, like and jealousy in the organization. Um, I will say this: if if someone doesn't want to relocate and change their life around a job, then 
those people were probably more prone to leave anyway. You, at some point, you're probably just bringing that point closer to now so that you can kind of figure out who would move and relocate or, you know, or uproot their life to work at that job, which means that they're probably more tied and more tied to it. And they will stay a little bit longer. Like this is a strategy probably for retention to identify people that, and it's probably a useful one. Adobe's not a small company. I would trust that they know what they're doing. It may not be the most modern way to run your business, but you, you know, coal miners, coal miners in West Virginia aren't working remotely over Zoom. You know what I mean? People have to work in and person sometimes. Damn it, they should be. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. That's, yeah. No, that's, yeah. David says, uh, David Manor says he was never asked to move. Remote is still an option as far as he knows. And perhaps Adobe has a stronger history with remote. Uh, Dang right. it, David. You just ruined my whole theory. This live chat, man, is not a good idea. It's, it, <laughs> this is great. This is the best thing ever. It messes all our stuff up. All right, so forget that whole bit. <laughs> forget that whole thing. Unless he's lying to throw us off the track. <laughs> no, I, can, I, I sense that he's putting us off the scent. All right. Well, um, all right. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll continue to talk about this ad nauseum, I'm sure. And this is not the last, like Brad Wrencher leaving uh, Adobe was probably a bigger story. Um, Mark Lavelle leaving Magento is a bigger story. Yeah. I mean, if you didn't think we could beat a dead horse for 40 minutes, we just, we just showed you that we still got it. We, we are disemboweling it as we speak. (laughs) Oh man. You're going to get a letter from PETA. Wait, PETA? PETA. I had a PETA, a cheesy PETA for lunch. No, not that kind of PETA. It was delicious. Um, it's not very healthy, a cheesy. Also, I love that. Like when you go to, when you start doing research to figure out who, who just left Magento, you figure out that you finally realize Ben Presley left Magento. Oh my gosh, man. Like over a year ago. Yeah. Which I'm pretty sure I mentioned on the podcast, but you might've been (laughs) eating a banana at the moment. Um, (laughs) I think you probably did. I think you probably did. But that's an, also an interesting departure. He was with Magento for six years. Yeah. Um, and he was in leadership. And he was in leadership. Yeah. There's, de- there's just, there, the thing is, there's yeah. definitely a non-trivial number of people to where it's like, oh, acquisition happened. Peace out. See you guys later. Like, you can't deny that. And, and, and what the reasons are for that, whether it's that it was just time for them to go, they had accomplished, you know, their, you know, their goal with that or whatever regular churn, who knows? But there's definitely something there. Like there's definitely like a, like a, hey, acquisition's over. I'm out of here. Yeah. All right. Tony, Tony Trelli in the chat, uh, who was Tony uh, now works at something digital, full disclosure. But he, um, a year and some change ago, came over something digital. Before that, he was at Magento for two years as a channel manager. And he said that Ben Presley left before he did. So it's been a long time, Kaylin, to be out of touch. All right. Yeah. All right. We're out of touch. Speaking of being out of touch. Um, <laughs> By the way, TJ says that he, he thinks that uh, all hiring and firing and leaving decisions should be cleared by Kaylin, um, which that would be fantastic. I, I, I will do that. I'll take care of that for you guys. That's right in my alley. <laughs> That's right in my alley. You still didn't um, you, so, so has Commerce Hero been around long enough to have a median sort of time of, of? I did not answer that question because I do not have that data. Oh, yeah. if only you had a BI tool to to do that. Yeah. Well, what would what would be smart is if I could pull in the LinkedIn work history. That would be useful for a number of uh, use cases. But yeah. I don't think I can. LinkedIn APIs are actually a hot nightmare. Uh, <laughs> a hot nightmare? You thought I was say a hot mess, but I no I script on you. They're yeah. a hot nightmare. They're a scary mess um, and a hot nightmare. It's to do basic authentication and get an avatar image. It, it's great. You want any literally anything more than that? You want job title? Forget about it. No, 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 no. Even if you want, I have people that auth LinkedIn and they will not give me their LinkedIn profile URL. Can't get it. 
Wow. Hey, uh, since TJ's in the chat, I thought I'd ask him. Uh, we, I'm trying out a, a different streaming setup, and I just got a Logitech Brio. I'm curious what it looks like um, and how the lighting looks on the stream. I know that Zoom squishes it down to 720, which is not ideal. Um, and maybe we'll get, maybe we'll, maybe we'll grow up at some point, but this is the best way that we know how to do this. Uh, While TJ answers that question, I hope the longtime listeners can appreciate the difference back in the day when I did all this audience participation stuff, you used to hate it. Yeah. Because I was really concerned about the purity of an audio podcast. You used to absolutely hate it. And now you're the worst offender because I know why too. It's because you're like, mage talk, whatever. I don't really care. That's true. Five retail brands on my podcast. Yeah. Yep. We we just uh we just announced uh over we relaunched our subscriber email in Future Commerce today. Uh we just announced that we're, you know, shifting to be more brand focused and that we're uh scaling out to market research. And uh we have two open positions uh that we're hiring for. So looking to hire uh a new marketing assistant and uh a research uh intern. So we're 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 getting deep into market research and, uh, and analysis. So a lot of cool stuff happening over there. That's really cool, man. That's really smart. I remember this um, AI podcast I used to listen to had a similar uh, thing where they did market research um, as a service. And I mean, that's just, I mean, you think about what better business model to pair with podcasting. That's wicked smat. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Podcasting is audience first, right? So if you think about building an audience, it's you, you, you build an audience based on your credibility, you earn their trust, and then you have to find the business model that will back that up. And I think it's, it's really, really, really tough for a lot of podcasters to figure out how you pull those together that's not purely hinged on personal brand. Um, and personal brand requires one person's attention to be focused on a thing. So whether that's corporate speaking or traveling around, like, you know, doing onsite consulting, that is a way to build a business, but it, it's really building a business based on one person's capability or notoriety. And I'm trying very hard to not have that happen. Um, also, it's a side hustle and you have to be very careful about like making sure that those things all work with equity for everything else you do. I don't want to, I don't want to take away from what we do at Mage Talk with Future Commerce. And I don't certainly don't want to hurt something digital in any way. Like I'm trying to raise up something digital and try to elevate all of us. Right. And, yeah. and uh, gosh, that's really hard. <laughs> no, I don't think you're hurting anything. I think that uh, all, all of your efforts are uh, uh, cross pollinating. And I think so. I'd, I'd like, I'd, I hope so. That's, that's the aim. Yeah. Um, but uh so I, I'm interested because I was talking about market research I, and that's something that like using data to tell a story is a big part of what I'm trying to do on yeah. the future commerce side. You're about to do a commerce hero salary survey and I want to hear more about yes. that. Yes. Uh, so we talked, actually I, I announced that I was going to do this, I think like six months ago. And then I, and there was a lot of interest. There's always been a lot of interest in a salary survey. People are always curious about that. And so finally working on that. So I'm just putting together a little bit of a landing page and um, I've got it mostly worked out. So hopefully launch that soon. Um, the tricky thing is going to be how, you know, whether people are comfortable with, um, you know, sharing that data and like if they put in fake, because a lot of times people just put in fake data to get through forms. And then of course, that'll mess up all my data. Yeah. So I'll have to be careful about that. Um, and the way it's going to work is it's just going to, you just do a LinkedIn auth and then you put your salary in because that is just seemed like the most straightforward way to do it. Of course, the downside is that people would have to be comfortable you know, sharing that, knowing that it's tied to their account, even though we, we wouldn't share that and keep it private. Um, but I think a lot of surveys are just anonymous. You just fill out and some anonymous form and it gets aggregated, which I don't know, man. That seems kind of like nonsense to me. Like, how do you know? Those <laughs> you know what I mean? So 
I don't know. It's entirely likely people will be like, I'm not filling that out, but um, we'll see. What about you? Would you fill that out if you weren't my friend? I'd fill it out if it was anonymous and I absolutely would not fill it out if I had to tell you who I am. Dang it. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Sorry, man. <laughs> I might need to rethink it. Yeah. Getting something in return is kind of an important thing. Right. Like what, what, what does the person, the respondent get in return? Is it like a chance to win something or? Well, we're going to, you're going to get a chance to win a brand new car. Um, is what, no, I'm just kidding. Um, but uh, what, what I, nothing, no laugh. I heard that. I, I heard that. And I was like, not, not I could like, use a car. That'd be great. <laughs> Brendan Falkowski was just talking about him needing a new car. And wanted to know what kind of car to get. All he has to do is tell you how much he makes every year and he could have a car. Absolutely. You know? I don't know how much he makes though. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, uh, what was I going to say? Um, yeah. So what the heck were you we just talking about? Anonymous? Like yeah. Not anonymously. Let's ask the chat. Let's ask the live chat. Would you, yeah, live would you chat. answer a salary survey if yes. you had to provide... If it was de-anonymized, like you had yes. the, the, the survey knew who you were. Yes. And so then we'll see what, what they I say. Was, here's what I want to do to incentivize is that maybe if you don't, if you don't auth, then you can see some aggregate numbers. And then if you do auth, then you can see, you know, breakdown by job role and by city and more breakdown and stuff like that. So, Oh, I see. So it's it, the results of the survey will be published in a way that is sort of segmented. The deeper the data is, is based on your ability to like the more is, is tied to how much transparency you had in disclosing your own information. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, interesting. Are you using method and mode to do that? No. What is that? Oh, method and mode. That's, uh, Rachel Swanson, um, who, Darren Ortsman. Oh, you know, the, right. Yeah. No, no, no. Bespoke insights for brand growth. Yeah. No, I know. Yeah. Method and mode. Yeah. That's uh I'll hook you that's up. That's a really interesting. Yeah. yeah, you should you should talk to you should talk no, to Rachel. Yeah, their mission is to help entrepreneurs realize the full potential of their brand through consumer insights and market research intelligent analytics. Um, I mean yep. yeah. yeah. No, I definitely do that. By the way, like if website, conducting I was trying to make a joke. I just Googled the website and was reading off the website. No, I understood. Okay. If, if you are an agency uh, and you're listening to this or you're watching in, on the live stream, um, I, I think it's super important for you to be asking your customers what you think, what they think of you. And, and NPS is the beginning of that. I think it's also super important for you to understand what they think they need from you because everybody has a little bit of a different take on what they need from you. And the way that you ask those questions, you can, you can get additional insights by the way you ask it to try to figure out where you're helping or hurting. And so from, from an agency perspective, that's how I do it. And if you're, if you are a merchant, yeah, a merchant or consumer brand of some kind, like the, you should be asking your customers all the time, how, how you're doing. Um, and you should be asking them what what the uh, you know how they fare how you fare against competition um, and so market research and and you know audience and survey and NPS and those things are all part and parcel of getting better. Otherwise, if you never ask, they'll never tell you. Um, Would you participate in a salary survey? Like, have you ever participated in a salary survey? Yes. How did it work? Did you get an email or something or? Uh, yes. And then you were just like, I want to participate anonymously because I want to give them as like, make this survey as possible. <laughs> I don't think uh, I've ever done it before. I'm like, why? I'm not going to fill out your survey, pal. <laughs> um, I think in almost every, like, I think I've done it two or three times. And sometimes it, that comes as part of a bigger thing of at the end of a survey that was about like satisfaction, you give demographic information, mm -hmm. like optionally you can provide demographic information. Um, mm -hmm. But it always comes with some sort of an offer, which is like, you can have 40, <laughs> you can $40,000. You can win something. How could you get an offer if it's anonymous? 
How would they know you filled out the survey? Oh, because uh, it's the secondary part of that is you can opt in to win something. Like once you finish the survey? Yeah, exactly. The survey's over. We're done. Uh, Results can be anonymized, but you can opt in then to win something. Because huh. think about it, you can't you can't opt in to win something if you haven't completed the survey. I don't know. Now, know. now that I'm thinking about that out loud, I think that my understanding of how that all worked is completely different. Like maybe it was de-anonymized and I got tricked. Huh? You've been uh, fooled. It's complicated. All right. Yeah, we'll see. Okay. But it, Let's talk yeah. about... <laughs> Let's talk about... So you, you've been cruising around on Mage2.tv. Shout out Cop. I have, uh, I have, um, you have. I got an account. So we talked last time about how I didn't have an account, but now I hooked it up. We're also going to get some coupons, some special Mage Talk coupon codes. We're going to have, <laughs> unlike Meet Magento New York, we Mage Two TV has coupon codes. Actually, you know what? He already told me in the DM. He's going to set the coupon code up tonight. So it's not active right now, but by the time this episode lasts. I mean, lands. The coupon code is Mage Talk, and you're going to get four weeks uh, free trial. On Woo! Mage. So yes. Uh, anyway, I um, I'm very happy that we have coupon codes again because I was beginning to worry that our brand had been diluted so much <laughs> that nobody wanted to give us a coupon code. No, um, but yeah, I I checked out Mage TV real quickly. And um, I, ha- I want to get through the GraphQL stuff because I'm just interested in that. Um, but I took a quick I took a quick look at the very first video in the series, and um, it's really not. It's like it's re- it's really it's really well done. It's short. It's it's the his his voiceover is great. Yeah. Um, it's quick. It's to the point. It's kind of it feels kind of Laracasts esque in the sense of having. Uh, yeah, I'll have to get into more videos, but in the sense of having the right amount of detail, the right pacing and things like that. So um, I was just like looking at that. And I, I know, I think we we're talking last week about how the community, the Magento community has all kind of grown up and has, um, you know, we've all kind of grown and evolved together. Um, and I was thinking about Vinay in particular in Major TV. And I was like, man, like, that's so awesome that, um, you know, Vinay has been around forever. He's done training. He's um He's been uh, developed community. He's he's been a part of developing community, and it's so cool that now he's got a subscription product that is off the ground and is doing well, um, and is adding a ton of value to the uh, Magento community. So I was just like, man, that's really cool. And like Vinay, like nobody deserves it more than Vinay to, to yeah. have that. Yeah. Uh, success with a really solid uh, subscription product. And, um, you know, it's funny, even the branding, like remember at first, like the branding of Mage 2 TV, we're like, this is a little silly, you know? Yeah, no, no, it was like 80s. I, I loved it. Yeah, actually. yeah. really? Because we were making fun of it for sure. But as I know, I think you were making fun uh, of it. <laughs> I don't know about that. But as as I was going in and going through the login flow and all that kind of stuff and just different things like browsing by tag and um, view, you know, seeing which videos, you know, you've, you've watched already progress indicators, that kind of stuff. Um, there's even, um, there's even autoplay. There's like autoplay and different features and stuff like that. I was like, dude, like, this is really cool. Like, and like, like, yeah, it's a little bit of a non-standard like brand and look and feel, but I like that. I think that's cool. Like, I think it's cool that and as an indie make independent maker, you know, you can just create something that has its own like vibe to it. And it, mm-hmm. it doesn't look like every other you yep. know, modern SaaS platform out there. Um, but like, it's awesome, man. Like, so anyway, I was just yeah. super, super lo- I, like uh, we gave away last year for Mage2 TV accounts. Um, and it's, yeah, I got to play with it a bunch. I watched some content there and I'm super impressed. I wish, you know, I wish, uh, 
I had more of a reason to use the content myself these days, but I'm solving different problems. Um, yeah. I mean, I feel the same way, but I, I do want to get through some of that stuff. Uh, just, you know, and also for, for me, since I'm, I'm a little disconnected from the code base, um, it's cool to have something that I can get into and like really quickly get in and, and get my head wrapped a little bit around the M2 code base yeah. uh, in ways that otherwise I probably just wouldn't have taken the time to do. So, um, and this, uh, isn't, uh, this isn't an ad or anything like that. No, like, not at all. No, we, we, we just love Vinay. Uh, we need to get him back on the show pretty soon. Uh, we're about to wrap uh, because I have to run off to, uh, to do another thing. But um, Meet Magenta New York is coming up. Don't forget it. Uh, the, they have later bird pricing available. And uh, you can find out more about that at uh, meetmagento.nyc, I believe. Um, and that's, uh, coming up real soon, which is a couple weeks away, um, in September. So September 5th or 6th in New York city. And there's Majax in Austin, September 12th and 13th. Um, I think they added the dates to the actual logo image. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Look at that. We have the power, Kalen, to speak these things right into existence. Into existence. I'm going to be doing another hike, organizing another hike on for, for Majax, uh, probably the Wednesday before it starts. So we're, we're figuring out dates. Miguel Balparda might be doing some barbecue, which is going to be nice, absolutely epic. Some Argentinian. Argentinian barbecue. That's what I'm yeah, talking about. Yeah, buddy. So uh, I have to deuces, so, which is not a poop joke. Uh, I have to peace out. <laughs> Um, <laughs> we'll see you guys over now. Yeah, thanks for thanks for turning up. Thanks to everybody in the live chat, and uh, we'll see you next time. Smash that bell, smash the thumbs up, like and subscribe everywhere where podcasts are found. Give us a five star. Adios, Mage Talk out. Bye.